Today we have the pleasure of meeting with Jessica Giacconi. She is a registered nurse at St. Luke's Hospital here in Kansas City. Jessica, thank you for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day. Uh, as you said, you know, you're working from home um, and being able to, to reach out to some of these students and talk about what you do uh, is really going to be cool for them. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. Um, so you're a certified clinical care nurse. I am. Uh, so my certification, I'm a certified uh, in critical care. So critical care registered nurse is uh, so before I took the role that I'm currently in uh, in the trauma department, I worked in one of the ICUs uh, at St. Luke's on the plaza. Okay. And um, so I worked there for almost eight years. And during that time, I uh, got my certification in critical care. OK, um, what is a critical care or trauma educator? So in my current role, I do trauma outreach and injury prevention for the hospital. So um, most trauma centers that are a level one or a level two trauma center. So um, I know you guys are on the Kansas side. It's a little bit different. There are um, uh, like KU, for example, is the only level or I'm sorry, I think they're in Wichita and um, there's a couple other level ones. but in your all's area. Um, KU is also level one. Uh, St. Luke's um, as well as Truman and research are also level one trauma centers. So um, as a level one, some level twos, it's our duty um, to educate uh, not only the other hospitals that transfer us patients, uh, but also the local EMS agencies that work with those transferring hospitals, our local EMS um, and also the public just to do. So pre-COVID, um, I was doing education to the public, uh, like um, Stop the Bleed course. I was holding monthly Stop the Bleed classes and um, really great education, but that kind of thing, just having, um, doing education and outreach, building those relationships with our referral hospitals is. Um, Talk a little bit about that Stop the Bleed. Yeah, Stop the Bleed is a it's a national uh, program that came out, um, unfortunately, after the um, Sandy Hook um, shooting at the school. They uh, it, it was identified that um, many things, you know, something in the trauma world that our trauma surgeons and people that work in the ERs, we know that the number one thing that kills um, trauma uh, victims is uncontrolled bleeding. Um, and they, it was identified that, unfortunately, some of those that died at that school um, had somebody potentially been trained that was near them to stop their bleeding, uh, they potentially could have been saved. And so it's kind of been this national, international actually now, uh, initiative to, to, treat, uh, to teach everyone, just like hands-only CPR, um, teach everyone how to potentially save a life. So how to you know, just hold direct pressure, do wound packing, and then potentially tourniquet application if you have them. Um, right. But the biggest thing, you know, we generally, we should have uh, one or two of our hands available to be able to help, you know, just put pressure, you know, sometimes it could just be as simple as that to stop bleeding and, and until somebody's able to, to get there that does have the, tra you know, more training. Right. So, yeah. Well, that's good. And so you got your BSN from UMKC um, and are currently working on your master's. Is that right? 
Yep, I'm working um, on my master's uh, through Missouri or uh, Mid American Nazarene University yeah. online. So I have two uh, kind of young children. So we, I do that mostly in the evening. But yeah. Right. Um, how did you choose uh, Mid America versus another school? Um, partly, well, for one, <laughs> I met one of the recruiters at one of our actually a trauma education. A conference that I was at. Uh, they just happened to have a booth there. Uh, and so we got to, I got to talking to her, but it was also um, St. Luke's actually has a um, education fund that every employee, if you're part-time or full-time, are able to get um, so much money for continuing education. Uh, and so it was one of the schools that St. Luke's rec recognized has a working relationship with to be able to use that money with. Right. And so you mentioned that you were doing it online and that was, did you choose to do that pre-COVID or? Yeah, it, um, I actually, I did start it um, this past year um, in the fall, but even before that, it would have had to have been something that was online just because of, um, working with you know. Working full time, having little ones. My husband works, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. We have uh, two littles at home also, so both teachers and both coach. So I know what you're talking about. Um, how how does the online master's program work for uh, people that already have their degree in nursing? How do you how do you go about applying for that? Yeah, so it was. I was actually a little anxious about that, to be honest, because I graduated in 2011 uh, okay. with my uh, bachelor's degree. So it had been a while. So I was nervous that I would have to retake classes because I, I remembered when I was taking my bachelor's that there was like a time frame that your classes to be able to count for your degree had to be within. Yeah. Um, but luckily, um, especially for the the program that I've done and what I've looked when I had looked around at a couple different ones, most of them um, pretty much just look at um, if you're working or you already have a degree, they pretty much worked with you. So it was just a matter of I had to do um, like some a little lab work to it's um, I'm trying to think of there they have a resource that they use that basically it does like a background check and does yeah. um, like a drug test and that kind of thing for because eventually I will have a couple of clinicals um, but most of the master's programs aren't really uh, clinicals like nursing is but um, that's kind of all it was but it was pretty easy to to get into. Okay um, so you mentioned that you've been working at St. Luke's for eight years prior to the role you're in now and so was that I'm assuming your first job after graduating with your undergrad? Uh, it actually wasn't. I worked a little over a year at um, so uh, at another hospital, and I actually grew up in the community uh, that that hospital is in, and I thought I would work there forever. I volunteered there in high school. I loved it. I still do, but at the time, uh, there was a lot of administrative changes, unfortunately, and it was um, I had started on a floor. And I knew eventually I wanted to do critical care, either it work in an ER or an ICU. I was very grateful that I got the experience that I did. Um, but at that time, I had had clinicals at St. Luke's uh, when I was in nursing school. And so I knew uh, the hospital and kind of their culture. 
Um, and so kind of on a whim, I was trying to stay within the hospital I'd started at, um, but they just weren't having openings and, or different things going on. So I ended up uh, just applying to St. Luke's and was able to get hired on. And um, So is that was that attracted you to St. Luke's then having that uh, familiarity with had you, having your clinicals there? Yeah, so St. Luke's, um, I had clinicals there and I knew it was somewhere that nurses had a lot of say. And, you know, with it being a bigger teaching hospital, there's a lot of, um, uh, it's a magnet hospital. So that means, you know, and that's not every hospital, even in the metro is that way. So that just means that nurses do have a say. The uh, magnet designation is actually a nursing uh, distinction for a hospital. And it basically says that the hospital appreciates nurses, lets them have a, a say at the table of, you know, changes that go on, policy changes, that kind of thing. Um, so I knew that was the case. And also um, with it being a bigger hospital, it would just be a lot more opportunity um, in the ICUs, um, seeing a lot sicker patients. So. What, uh, what kind of benefits do you see by working at St. Luke's? Like somebody would say a, a benefit of being a high school PE teacher is you get to play games all day. Um, <laughs> what kind of benefits uh, do you get to see yourself having at St. Luke's? Um, it's definitely not uh, getting to play play games with, <laughs> with kids, but I've, I'm one of those that I've always wanted to be a nurse. And, you know, the kind of nurse that I've wanted to be has definitely changed. Right. Um, I always used to say when I was little, I wanted to be a baby nurse, and then I had clinicals at Children's, and I learned that was not <laughs> really the place for me at that time. Pa uh, children are, are great patients, but, you know, as a new, uh, brand new nurse, uh, dealing with parents was much different, but right. Um, I don't know. It, I think uh, the biggest benefit is just kind of what I mentioned about the magnet designation. I really feel empowered as a nurse at St. Luke's, um, especially um, on the plaza, you know, our, our CEO from the very top, she has weekly, uh, now a COVID, uh, webinars that she puts out, um, our CEO at St. Luke's on the plaza is a female and it's just, it's a really, um, in as a nurse and they, um, I don't know, just working for a hospital that is ran by females that are, um, the top CEO is a, a physician and then ours is a nurse, you know, they're right. healthcare people. They're, it's not just business. Um, yeah, definitely. But. Something that's very important as well. Um, you mentioned a little bit on your daily basis about being the trauma educator and talking, going out into the public. What's your role look like um, daily or weekly uh, as a stop the bleed or critical care? Yeah, um, now it is, I'll be honest, with COVID, um, it's taken a big uh, a switch uh, within myself and the, the role that I do. So it's a lot more virtual things just like this, um, doing meetings virtually, um, doing a lot of emails and phone calls with those EMS. We've done a lot of um, education, um, like not webinars, but different um, virtual education offerings right um but before that it was a lot more of actually getting to go out to those hospitals the smaller hospitals that are you know 
out in the communities that aren't able to take care of trauma patients and, um, you know, working with, with those ERs on what education they might need and actually getting to see them face to face and um, build those relationships. So I, um, this year has definitely been a bit of a struggle, but um, it's been a lot different (laughs) (laughs) as it has for everyone, but. Right. Um, So with, with a lot of uh, medical field uh, professionals, uh, they deal with a lot of different types of or levels of stress um, from their seeing their patients or talking to their patients about what's going on in their lives. Um, how how would you or how do you, you recommend um, people that are dealing with that type of stress or PTS from seeing that traumatic injury uh, and dealing with the trauma? What are some things that some some people do to cope with that? Yeah. Um... You know, I think a lot of it is finding things that bring you joy outside of your work and uh, really focusing on other things, other positive things outside of work. Um, You know, you hear that word nowadays of self-care, but truly um, doing things to decompress and unwind. Um, I've been lucky. um, I actually met my husband uh, when we were in school together. He's a paramedic, a firefighter, so we have, um, you know, are able to talk about things and kind of talk through things. But if you don't have that person at home, generally, um, I always found I had somebody at work too that I could talk to and, you know, really unwind and, you know, what could we have done better? What could we have done different? That kind of thing. But um, also almost all employers within this field um, have uh, EAPs or employee assistant programs where they have licensed counselors and I've utilized that many, several times throughout my career, um, even this within this past year of how the heck do I go from somebody that's used to being a fast pace, working in an ICU, um, to working from home at a computer and managing all of that. Right, um, right. So um, I, I think that's been the biggest uh, benefit that I've seen. But uh, yeah, just figuring out where you're... Um, things are to be able to decompress. And. Um, so as a trauma nurse, if you don't like fill in the blank, then <laughs> this type of job is not for you. Um, obviously blood, <laughs> blood, guts. <laughs> right. Um, you know, a nursing period of, you know, there's some people that just, unfortunately, you know, it, if it's something, you know, everybody, you know, there's things that are gross. I still find certain things gross, even after, you know, this long being uh, taking care of people. But, you know, um, I think that's, that's really it. But I think most people, you figure out a way to manage it. <laughs> right. Um, it's something you really want uh, to do. What, looking back at, you know, your, your 10 years of experience in, it, or in, in work now, Looking back at your high school or college um, days, what is something that you either wish you would have known or wish you would have did uh, that could either help you now or, uh, you know, straight out of out of college? Yeah, um, <laughs> there's several things when I as I was thinking about this, um, I think the biggest thing I used to think when I was in high school that I shouldn't get my CNA um, because it wasn't going to help me get into nursing school, um, necessarily, but looking back, um, I went to a high school that 
I could have gotten it for free and, you know, gotten it while I was in school. And I could have been using that to, to work while I was in school. Um, and it certainly would have helped me. Um, I think that's something that I would, would definitely have done. Instead, I did more of the college level classes, um, right. which I definitely um, suggest because um, like my, our anatomy and physiology, for, for instance, really helped me with um, classes in college. But at the same time, I paid for their, um, the dual, uh, dual credit. Yeah, dual credit. So I paid for it in high school, but it didn't go towards my nursing degree. So I wish I had looked actually at the um, like degree path to see if it would qualify as something. I probably would have still taken the class, but maybe just not have taken the test and, and paid for it in high school. Right. So maybe my right. But um, I think that was the biggest things. But also, actually, uh, public speaking, I thought, you know, I need to do all of the science classes and, and that kind of thing. But um, public speaking, I think, is something that would I would have really uh, benefited from had I done that in either high school or college or both. But Absolutely, especially with patients and talking with them about, you know, what's going on with their injuries. Um, I think that's something that is highly overlooked with a lot of um, nursing and medical field type professions. Um, Absolutely. What's something that you use daily uh, that people might not think of uh, that helps you with your job? Um, like a favorite product or a. <laughs> I think, um, of course, now in the days of COVID and everything being virtual, um, you know, we're on Teams now doing this recording, but we use Teams and I've learned how to, within our trauma department, our, our team of uh, individuals, we use that daily to uh, make our patient log of all of our trauma patients and, and do all kinds of different things. But I've also, um, more personally, I really enjoy the like Google OneNote and um, oh, what's the other one? There's, I think it's the OneNote and then um, Google Keep um, are things that are, you know, online things that I like because I'm able to have it on my cell phone and pull it up, the app on there and um, at my computer at work. But I think those are the biggest things. It was definitely different when I was a bedside nurse, <laughs> but. Absolutely. Um, I think that is all I have for you today. I want to thank you again. Really appreciate you being able to take the time out uh, talking with St. Luke's um, and informing our students about uh, your life as a trauma nurse. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you asking for the time. Definitely.